I'm ready. 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 Be murdered. Is that what you're ready for, Ace? Because hello and welcome to Chatterkey Podcast, where you know we break down and review a movie while overall, you know, just trying to have fun because that's the end game after all. I'm your host, King Thomas Hughes. Where's the sinking again? I told you we shouldn't have watched that episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine again and again and again because it's going to keep repeating it. Exactly. We're not watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. We're watching the. We're watching the second Transformers. Transformers. Yeah. If, if, if you couldn't tell, Alex is still here. Yeah. You are stuck with me. He's here. <laughs> Everybody's here, apart from James. <laughs> Uh, because today we're discussing Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, released in 2009, two years after the first movie. It's also set two years after the first movie in terms of story. Um, and it follows the Autobots having to deal with an old threat. Yeah, and it's about um, James's revenge after he fell from grace. And it's quite, quite shameful, and honestly, it's emotional and... A quite good story, and it was from Megan Fox boobs, you know. I think half of that film is from this, I don't know what the other half was from. Um, but yeah, this movie was once again directed by Michael Bay, who you know directed Pearl Harbor and Bad Boys 2. I've never run out of Bad Pearl Boys Har- movies. <laughs> Wait, Pearl Harbor was directed by explosions, slow motion, yeah. point out femi- uh, a female character, very over-sexualized. Yeah. Yes. I knew it was a definitely... hoax. The Japanese never did yeah. it. Oh, you meant, the not... ac- you meant the actual war. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not meant the movie. In my head, though, um, Titanic is also done by uh, Michael Bay because of one gif I found. And now forever... No, I would never not see Titanic crashing into the iceberg and Michael Bay explosions everywhere <laughs> and focusing on uh, painting by your French girl. <laughs> Let's just go straight into this, shall we? Um, obviously, it's very much a similar type of film to the first one. There's a lot less, obviously, introduction of like new human characters since... You know, most characters are already established, apart from obviously one. But pretty much yeah. every other character that you meet, human-wise, is already established from the first. So mm-hmm. obviously, there's not much story. Obviously, there's very stories about in terms of obviously Sam, who's now at college, uh, and he's now actually dating Michaela. And you know, oh, yeah. webcamming each other. If you know what I mean. Saying they will. No doubt. Yeah. This is the first one I actually got to see in cinema. I think, mm. yeah, I got to watch this in uh, the big IMAX when it used to be open in Birmingham for the shit it fucking down. Um, so I have a very fond memory of going to watch this and to see massive explosions on a fucking massive screen. And hearing two robots call someone a pussy. But yeah, I have a very, a very fond memory of watching this, just like the first one. And I, I, I think it's very uh, similar quality to the first one. You know, explosions, Megan Fox, slow motion. Yeah. Robots fighting robots. This time we got an actual uh, Optimus Prime dying, uh, as he usually does at least once in every uh, generation of Transformers. And yeah. I actually I did enjoy it. Obviously, the only, the only issue I really have is the fact that they built up the villain and never really did much with him. It was like an instant KO when he did actually come down. But other than that, I still... F- put it up there with the first one. I think the whole original trilogy for me is 
very much the same sort of level. It's anything after yeah. that when it just goes down a bit. Before going back up again. Um, yeah. Down, down, down. But yeah, down. I, I, I do very much like this movie. I think it's fun. Mm. I think it is definitely like Michael Bay at his most Michael Bayish. I will admit because the amount of explosions, the amount of slow motion, the amount of close-up from Megan Fox's cleavage running is literally magnificent. Like I, I don't remember it being this much Michael Bay. But hey, don't don't not, not just is. Megan Fox cleavage. Oh no, of course. Every other person <laughs> girl who walks past cleavage, the college is full of definitely cleavage. not models. Cleavage and panty shots. Teenager. Exactly, I mean, Alex. <laughs> Gotta get them panties. They get the most geekiest looking blokes. And then all the girls, like supermodels, yeah, walking around in skin, scanty club clothes, because that's totally yeah, how that's college works. Around. Yeah, isn't that, that's, that's how college works, right? That's how it works, right, yeah. Yeah, sure, totally. You keep you keep watching those videos on the internet. <laughs> that helps you make you think this. Damn, step bro, I'm stuck again. <laughs> Do you think that's what happened? Like a base always like, right, I've seen this video on the internet and this is exactly what kind of like all the girls are basically like hot as hand, all the blokes are basically nerds. They've all got big peepees and it's like like and how it goes, they all have sex. No learning, there's just sex. Michael, have you been on Pornhub again? <laughs> yeah, but that's not the point. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think the comedy this time uh, round is is a lot more of it. Mm, yes. Especially oh, like, what three fucking uh, transformers that can't say cracking wise cracks? Skids, mud mm. flap, and obviously wheelie. And on top of that, you got the mum and dad who are just like the prime of their comedy uh, career, especially the mom. With the and whole, got, yeah, uh, yeah, brony scene. And we got two more like human common reliefs as well. Yeah, because obviously yeah. the guy back from the first one, the the guy who's mm. no longer working for Section Seven, he works for uh, his mom, and <laughs> <laughs> obviously the new guy, the curly head mm. one who runs his own, you know, computer shop mm. in his bedroom. And Mojo now has a new boyfriend. Who he dominates. Yeah, see. Michael Bay, he was ahead of his time. He had his <laughs> own LGB, like, here I am. You even have, every, you, you have everything of... within this movie that you could ever require. Yeah. Even a guy from Warsaw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from our hometown. Uh, <laughs> a pretty top notch CGI, some questionable design CGI. And then yep. there's. Um, more obviously this one it brings back a lot of characters from the last one in terms of Autobots and Decepticons, but it also adds a lot more newer ones. So obviously Optimus is back, Ironhide's back, Ratchet, Bumblebee. Uh yeah. but now you also have uh Sideswipe, which oh, is basically your, your new uh, fucking jazz. Uh RC twins or triplets realistically. Um Jetfire. Jolt, Skids, and Mudflap. Obviously, Decepticons. Decepticons, you have Starscream, Sideways, The Fallen, Scorponok, Same Wave, obviously Megatron, Ravage, The Doctor, Wheelie, Demolisher, Devastator, which is consisting of Scavenger, Scrapper, Hightower, Longcore, oh, Rampage, what? Overload, and Mixmaster. Um, 
I would also, since she's now dead, I will also reference something else in this movie that we were both were like, what the fuck? Um, the constant use of the same two songs, uh, the Lincoln Park uh, New Divide song, and also the Green Day song, which I don't know the song, Hayden probably know it. Um, but that those two songs get used constantly throughout in certain moments. You don't mind it occasionally, like, but I mean, the Green Day one kept appearing constantly whenever Mega Fox on the screen. Um, and in the end credits, and then the new divide one. Every time there's a massive fight, it just kicked in for some weird reason. Yeah, I uh, didn't even notice. You didn't notice the constant use of uh, the exact same song over and over again. No, I just punching. Kept, I just kept hearing you both say. It. I was just like, oh, okay. They used it. The Linkin Park song you literally probably about three or four times within the normal movie. The Green Day one, I think two times maybe. I'm not too sure. And then obviously the end credit. Full version yeah. of the song, but I mean, I couldn't he have just used any other like, multiple? Linkin Park got a lot of other soundtracks, the uh, songs he could have used. It's so of Green Day, <laughs> even even <laughs> cheap, uh, cheap skate a bit much. September ends. Bit of cheap skate, isn't it? Not putting out yeah. money, more, more money on uh, the other songs. Yeah, reminds me of Hayden. Yes, it does. Um, cheap skate. <laughs> Just have to clarify. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, as she's already stated, the special effects again, obviously the same caliber as the first one. They still hold up. Uh, what is this? 2009, uh, 10, 11, uh, 12 years later? Oh, yeah. you can do math. Oh, she is not. Oh, welcome back. Yeah, you missed out, you missed out talking about the Green Day in uh, Lincoln Park over, over, over use. Uh, see, I had a thing called food. Uh, what's the Green Day uh, song? And uh, Twenty One Guns. That one. No, back to special effects. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, again, it still holds up twelve years later. Which yeah, it's still bad good. in some films that use mainly special effects now. Yeah, you, you also think about it. Uh, normally, the sequels are worse, worse than Snows, but honestly, I think it's it definitely holds up. Action-wise, it definitely ups up. Yeah, in terms of action, there's still the a few weird, weird like shots where like mm. his camera angling. Like again, with the, like, that's the first, yeah, just like the first one, he, like yeah. a lot of his shots were too like low down. Like yeah. when Optimus went beast mode on the, all the Decepticons with his blades, like there was the one shot of it just really low down. I was like, come on, just give it, give it a bit higher. I want to see the whole action. That is obviously, yeah. it's like the first one, it's the exact same sort of shots that were used in the first one of really low down and then randomly cutting elsewhere. It was spent most of that, that whole fight spent a lot of time focusing on Sam. And I was like, hey, we don't give a shit mm. about the human characters. We want to see giant robots beating the crap out of each other. Robot oh. Wars. Uh, anyway, uh, I thought it was pretty good. Like, it still stands up to, like, some modern films. Can't really name names because I don't really watch that many modern films. But I know it does. Big fan. Of what? Any any other modern film? <laughs> I mean, I do agree. It's fair. It holds up pretty well. And well, I was going to say I agree. He is a fake fan. <laughs> he is probably. I actually a fake fan myself. He does hold up good and. For a sequel, it's pretty it's damn bad. It, it doesn't go down. It doesn't go downhill, as you said. Like 
the trilogy is is when it starts good and i think it's always hard to do a sequel and so it, you it, want to catch... there's not many sequels out there that actually live up to mm. the first movie the only one i can really think of is yeah. probably deadpool 2 definitely that i mean like deadpool 2 and spider-man 2 and i mean i mean x-men 2 is pretty good dark nice Dark, Dark Knight probably overshadows yeah. the original. There are films that overshadow the sequel overshadows, or some films where it's got the same like essence of the, the original. But other films, like for example, the, the second uh, Turtles film we watched, where it doesn't hold up the original. Yeah. The, this, these are the ones where it does. Yeah, it's one where it doesn't doesn't overshadow. Yeah. It keeps the same sort of formula and level. That yeah, eventually gets stale, but it's it's too early on now mm. to get stale. Yeah, it's like we're, it, about, we're, two, we're about two movies away from yeah. getting stale. Yeah, at this point, we're basically on the second series of the original Scooby Doo. It's like got the same formula, but it's not so overdone now that it's actually pretty good. Yeah, and it's not too much the, of a long movie. The old cartoon, the old oh. cartoons, not the films. I'm not that obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are you are. sure about that no <laughs> but I do enjoy it I mean we know it was a good sequel but yeah props up for Michael Bay for that and you know if he wants to make the second door a sequel I'm up for it of course you said that um, I like this as well um, it takes the like the final act the action like action packed final act away from like a civilization area the fact that if you, yeah. if you look at all of like the, even though the rest of the movies, they pretty much focus heavily on the final battle taking place within a city and destroying like a city. <laughs> Apart from, I think, last night, I think that took place on like... That does it. That took place elsewhere. Yeah. But I mean... Oh, is there a film called Last Night? Yeah, the, la- the, yeah. the last one they made oh, before. I thought you were saying about Last Night as in like last night when we watched the film. That's, don't date it. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah. Know it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um obviously it takes it to like this sort of secluded area. Yeah, mm. there are some people, but not many. And it obviously it heavily focuses on a lot of this they can obviously go a bit more destructive with like explosion yeah. noise without like having to CGI in like yeah. places. The fact that mm. that one scene like th- those two sequences alone, the one when Megatron's like shooting at them. And then the fucking missile barrage <laughs> from the top, which was just pure Michael Bay. Everyone running slow motion, explosions, Megan Fox's boobies going boom, boom, boom. Literally. <laughs> pure Michael Bay. Boom, boom, and I boom, loved boom, it. Boom. <laughs> I want them well, in it, my room. I think the, the lack of people, like civilians, helps it. Because yeah. it makes sure, I think, that he can go more full range of his action yeah. instead of like holding back so it doesn't make the Transformers look like the bad guys. But without people, they can go fucking full range. And the fact as well, there's still that all damage because they're still on one of like the great monuments of Earth, the, like the pyramids. Yeah. And they're still getting destroyed. So there's these still consequences. This is like a natural, like this like global monument is being destroyed, but there's all, they can there's not much um, like they can focus more on the stakes being 
the team, the people that we have developed feeling like feeling for in this like we've we've watched these in the previous new characters in the, the first film and we now we want them to survive and bear the stakes, not the random civilians yeah. in the background they've got to save. So I like that. Sorry, you made me think of a meme. Where will you learn? Where will you learn? Sequences. I'm psychotic. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's your fault. You shouldn't have said the words. I'm trying to be an intellectual here, and you're here going, "Haha, <laughs> funny meme." Oh, see, God. Uh, one thing I want to uh, I was talk about as well. Cause one thing I can <laughs> point out during obviously the, the swaps in terms of designing of some characters. Because if you look at a lot of characters, there are they do keep like mm. a general like some sort of resemblance to their <clears throat> counterpart in like the old school like original concepts and of animation. Like obviously Optimus. That look, mm. pretty much, he's the, very much the same look. Bumblebee is obviously an updated rendition of his one, and so with a lot of the other ones. But obviously, there's three characters in this that have a completely different look. Obviously, RC, is, which is the then massive, used, biggest which, change. Yeah, for the fact that she's no longer a pink car, she's now three motorbikes, which obviously is something that gets used later on for the fact that she stays sort of as a motorbike. But mm. rather than like the three, she just becomes the one. Uh, which, to fair, obviously, the designing of using the, the old design is, it would look a bit weird in this. So you can understand yeah. why the design was changed. Obviously, it's dr- completely drastic for the fact that it's now a car rather than a, I mean, a bike rather than a car. So obviously, they could have kept a sort of car design, but it's very interesting that we got a bike because we never had one in the first one. That's and I like it. the bike, though. That's I like the idea. Yeah, the uh, holographic CGI on top, a bit questionable, but... Um, yeah, we'll look, I don't we'll really like... That. Yeah, I don't like the, uh, the being free of them. I don't yeah. know, because the, the, the free of them design looks a bit weird, but... I like the idea of a, a motorbike yeah. one. Now, I could obviously, I watched the 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 um, the, the three D animated yeah, one. Prime. Prime see, I like did, that. and RC was my favorite character in that one. So, I obviously, I don't. I'm not a car person, but I do like motorbikes. So you know, a yeah, motorbike is almost not bad. Because you know, driving games. If I drive a car, I will. Just Fresh. kill everyone and the car. Even if I use cheats to make it indestructible, I somehow find a way to break it. Or but, <laughs> you park it in front of the cockpit whenever someone's at, uh, you know, the cockpit. Um, you know, where they're the racing when they're going to fix the car up. You park, it, you park <laughs> it in front of that. So when the, the person, stop. the pit stop, that's the word, not cockpit. You know, I said that. Uh, <laughs> you park it in front of the pit stop on the, you know, the one race that has like. A gazillion laps, and <laughs> you know you cause the person who's uh, getting the the car fixed up from the damage you've already caused them to slam straight into you to get you disqualified on the what the second uh, lap of the race, and then they have to quit about three laps later because you're like okay I'm not going to be doing this for friggin' ages now because you just ruined the entire game by getting yourself DQ'd. <laughs> this is a real no, story, I was, Alex. I was getting bored. Okay. She, did, like, she got DQ and F1 for parking I don't care about the Formula 1. I'm... This was over like a 30 lap race. She got DQ'd in lap 2 for parking out in front of me. <laughs> and making me just play straight to the side of it. And not in oh. a good way. <laughs> no, do that, like, do that afterwards. Yeah, that was afterwards. But, you know. Um, obviously, there's the other drastic sort of design changes. Obviously, same wave. He's now like a fucking massive satellite. Uh, with no which, legs. Yeah, with no legs. <laughs> and he, he just like juices all over other satellites in the sky. Apparently, 
Mm. Um, obviously, that's one that makes sense to, uh, to get information and whatnot. Obviously, I hate the fact that he's a satellite and he's used. He's just used in the sky now and not an actual on the ground transformer. But yeah. it it's something that makes sense for the movie, so I won't fully slam it. But I st- and I still like the fact that they do still have the sort of little people inside him. He shoots. Uh, I think it's Rampage. I believe it is. Uh, Ravage. He shoots Ravage, which is the cat, which is obviously he's one of the ones that's inside him anyway. Uh, yeah, it's obviously the cat one in there. So I like the fact they still kept that aspect to him. I just doubt the fact he's now a satellite. That's just, that's just my annoyance there. And obviously the other big change is obviously the um, Constructicons uh, Devastator, who's no longer this giant robot. He's now an actual giant like monster robot instead, which makes sense for the story. It. I hope that in like maybe one of the late newer movies when they come out, that maybe they do bring them back and utilize the actual sort of big ass robot design. Because I know obviously. There is like an actual transformer. I can't think what it is. Who's about their height that can fight them? So that'd be an interesting, like, massive collision. Like instead of like this like, small robot fighting, these two masses just colliding. That'd be interesting. But, again, the the design change made sense for obviously the film for purposes for that. They had to like suck out the obviously the bricks and whatnot of the pyramid. It was something that made sense, and also you know it made it easier for the, the normal size transformers to actually beat him. But the fact that I feel like if it was the, just the giant one, it'd be very difficult for them to win. For the fact that there's no real weak spots, whereas this one, he, he literally has a weak spot for the fact he's got two big balls underneath, as the guy says. <laughs> you know, literally has two balls. Uh, Michael Bay, everyone. And, um, but yeah, it's, it is definitely something that makes sense. But again, these are two designs that personally I don't like, but I know mentally they make sense and I'm not going to fully dig at them. I agree. I agree. Yeah. The designs, they can be like quite questionable, but they're also, they make sense. They are modern. And it's just, we can't like, we might have done to a different, but that's, that's how Michael Bay has done it. And no matter how much we complain, we can't really change. Like, exactly. Unless, yeah. unless you uh, uh, complain about Sonic and then that happens. Yeah. We, all know, oh, yeah. we all know it was a conspiracy, though. We all know the original oh, yeah. was made and it just needed no- more time to fix it. Because it, it makes people want to like come and watch the film. I'm trying to think as well. I'll say to be fair. I, I've said a lot more, <laughs> more, more stuff. Um... Um, let's talk about... They did, they did the like... Of Sam. Is the teleportation actually canon? Oh, um, uh, a lot of tra- some transformers do have abilities, but like teleportation, is that an actual thing? There is teleportation within the Transformers oh. universe. The space, oh, okay. the space bridge is technically a teleporter. Yeah, I mean, but like he actually teleported. Well, yeah, because I mean, the um, whole point is they you, they drew the symbols on the floor, point. didn't they? It helped. Yeah. I think nose helped with the teleportation. I think, uh, that, okay. I think that is basically their rendition of a makeshift space bridge. Because to me, it just came out of nowhere. It also led to the, the moment of more flying for the air. Yeah. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably something unlike the, those ones could do because they were like 
special because they're, they're old. older. Yeah. But I, I, they had to come here. I'm not sure if Jetfire can do it in the animation. I'm not too sure. But then again, yeah. Jetfire is completely different to how he looks. In the, he's not he's not old like the rest of them, I think, in the animation. Well, It'll be interesting to see more old ones, I think. I'm not sure um, if there are any more old ones because this was the last movie I actually saw of Transformers. Um, there is one in the next one. There's the Dinobots in the fourth one, and then Hot Shot, uh, Hot, Shot uh, Hot Rod, the one from the uh, animated animated film. He oh, the one I actually liked. He he makes an, an appearance in the last film, but he's French for some weird reason. Wee uh, Wee Monchelli. And the, the Dragon Boy, the, the Dragon One. Oh Dragon yeah, one. I think so. There is there is a few that yeah. do appear, but I don't I don't know if like. They're not really as old, I don't think, as uh, Jetfire. But the fact that none of them were there with a friggin' cane, like an old man. <laughs> Constantly fart on parachutes, so it was ass. That's probably because, like, he went up this long there and then the yeah. enjoys the funny things. That's uh, I... another thing I wanted to say as well, uh, which I point never been watching it. I like the fact that they brought the mum and dad into the final battle. Like, the yeah. stakes are even yeah. higher for Sam. For the fact that his parents were involved in this and the whole plot to change from the fact that at the start of the movie the dad was so happy to get him out of the house, getting the gold clubs, they ready to make a home theatre, his mum was really sad crying, baby booties and whatnot. And then at the end it's the mum who's like, You need to let him go for the dad's like, I'm not going there because you're my son. I like I like yeah. that whole switch. I just like the fact that they're there. That's what makes that um, whole final battle so much more special. Yeah, and they go from being comic relief. To like being a very serious, like yeah. dramatic character, it's amazing. Like, tell me you want about Michael Bay and his uh, questionable characters, but at least, at least that he does have some good choices. Yeah, then uh, you know they go back to comic relief for the next movie for their brief yeah. for, yeah, their, for their brief moments in the next film. I was gonna say I said yes, but I don't know. If I remember correctly, they're barely in the next one. They're not in it as much. Oh, that's a shame. Is Mojo in it more? Uh, the dogs in. I can't. I can't remember if the dogs are in that or not. It's been a while since. I've Mojo the is the best character. Can't remember. At least, if they are. um, I know, least... I know Wheelie stays in it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. For one more, and then his brains are pretty certain is the sort mm. of main little one for the next two. Spoiler. Yeah. Although at least um, they're in it more than Megan Fox. This too year. soon. Too soon. <laughs> this is the last time we'll see her in Transformers. Because you, uh, you end up jumping to the Teenage Mutant Turtle universe. Yeah, because that was totally wasn't Michael Bay saying sorry to her. Maybe Jetfire teleported to there. Yeah. Maybe April is just uh, her character in disguise and she just doesn't realise she's lost her memory. Maybe she fell and hit her head when she hit the ground and then de-aged to a kid and then grew back up again. My who, God. Who, who knows? Who knows? It's Michael Bay bullshit logic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about then, eh? Pet peeves is Michael Bay logic. <laughs> so uh, how did you enjoy the Michael Bay logic there, Alex? Well, you know, yeah, you just made me remember it. Thank you. <laughs> because yeah. getting hit by Metal kind of sword fingers doesn't slice you and kill you. Expl- explain this. Uh, we've got the uh, something shoved down your throat 
We've got the protagonist immunity. We've explained I mean, all this. I like to get a dick shoved there in my throat, but you know, that doesn't kill me. But getting an octopus robot thing. That again, again a Alex, we've explained this. Protagonist immunity. No, no, no. no. Protagonist, <laughs> protagonist immunity protects you. And then does bullshit. It's protagonist immunity. It's not no, bullshit. This is bullshit. Look, we're going to put you in a room. Mark and Bane, you have to fight to the death over this. Come on, come on, Alex. The amount of fucking animes you watch, you should be used to plot armor. Exactly. Um, how many times has Ash Ketchum died in Pokemon? Which we actually talked about on Dragon and Bear. So you should go check it out. Mm. <laughs> uh, also, you should check out the Fatal Out Studios because Tom's recording some Transformer games for you. So mm. on that channel, it's going to be there. And you get to enjoy the movie uh, reviews and the gameplay. What's with this whole... What are you doing, Alex? What are you I doing? I don't know. This is why you have me, isn't it? To like plug other things. Not the only thing you're going to plug. Um... I know. I plug your ass every night. Uh-oh. What? I walked straight to that one, oh. didn't I? I think this is What's for... going on? I don't know. Um... I mean, I'm trying to figure something real quick. Oh god. Um trying to think of something real quick to say. Um Megan Fox. Megan Fox yeah, is pretty good hot in this film. But she also had a yeah, big she's... competition as well, didn't she? Mm-hmm. With the actress that I don't know the name of. Who turned into Medusa. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to bring up as well. That whole mm. uh the sort of human like replicants. I like that uh, idea because that's something they were going like to actually. Christmas. They were going to. They were going to do it in something else later on. Like there was at one point uh, when they were considering like crossing over with GI Joe. There's a whole plot idea they're going to have where the Rock was going to turn out to be like a human replicant of these because he was in the second GI Joe. And there's, a, there's a whole like idea where his character eventually turned out to be like one of these or something like that. I remember reading some of this. Obviously, it never happened because the crossover never happened because they basically just sort of rebooted that universe a bit like them, but this universe eventually. Um. It's a bit weird, though. I don't. I, I thought it was a bit creepy. I mean, it was good, but it was creepy. Still wouldn't say no. I would. The same. <laughs> no, I mean, I would say no. Again, because you would. Um, Hayden's agreeing with me, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm okay with robotic tongue. All around me are <laughs> familiar faces. No! No singing! <laughs> Copyright reasons. Damn it. Don't worry. My singing's that bad, it won't get picked up. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything else I want to talk about. So what was right. your favourite part of the film? Mm. That was the next bit I was actually going to... Go to. I was, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I can't think of anything else to say, too. So let's do favourite moments. Yeah. Um, oh, I've got. Hmm. I've got two moments that I liked. The brony scene, of course, because that was hilarious. That's pure comedy. But I think for action uh, sense, I'm going to go with the Optimus death. Because Optimus just went full beast mode and three Decepticons, I might add, of his blades. Like yeah. ripping their faces apart, slice and die. He went full beast mode, kicking the shit out of all these to save Sam's life. 
and that is just like <laughs> pure Optimus Prime that you want to see. And for the what fact that this is the like, the first time in live action we got to see him die, it was such a a, a a worthy death moment for the fact that you know he went beast mode beforehand. He he, he sacrificed his life to save Sam's. It was a worthy death, which you know meant nothing because he come back in the end. But spoiler alert. Big wings. That's cool. It's <laughs> a shame he didn't get to yeah. keep them. I do gotta say. Hmm. Mm. I do quite. I try to think. What do I? Was that was my favorite moment? My favorite part of the movie was when uh, was when Wheelie got tortured, and then decided he was gonna be Megan Fox's little bitch boy, and then hump her leg because Master gave Dobby a sock. <laughs> oh, okay. She, she, she liked it when um, she was very nice to her. <laughs> yeah. She, I like comedy. You, you I liked it when she was getting hugged by SpongeBob. Okay. Um, um, a bit weird. That mojo. Mojo. Mm-hmm. Hey, then what you got then? I'd probably say my home moment is because he could be behind the behind the scenes of it. Is when um, the agent guy was climbing the pyramid. Because now the whole behind the scenes of it, and apparently, like he, he told that he got, he couldn't go that. He, he went like up to it and climbed it, but couldn't go that far because he got so emotional. Because of how like the idea of he's literally climbing one of the seven wonders of the world, and that is a one lifetime opportunity. And how emotional he got it, and he told it, it added more weight to that scene. Because the whole point of that scene is, he's obviously you know, using that as a target to help get the big guy done. Or when the big guy, uh, the, comes. Using, um, who's a railgun, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Rail- railgun. That one, the, the, mm. the destroyer. Experimental one. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. So even the way they killed him was pretty cool. But the fact that the whole, like, um, Motion behind it adds a lot more weight. So yeah, I heard that from my fragment. Okay. Uh, okay. That's it's a mixed bag of uh, pick and mix there. So we've mm. got the, we've got the comedy pumping leg scene. We've got the action <laughs> death scene, and we've got the sad climbing pyramids emotions. A, a final mm. arc scene. The empathy yeah. scene. Yeah. It, it, a decent variety, I'd say, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. It is time for us to rate that movie. So, I think, obviously, the action is as good as it was in the first one. There's a bit more in this at times. Obviously, the comedy's upped, which, you, as you say, you usually find the sequels, action and comedy up. Uh, there's a lot of pure Michael Bay moments in there. That, as you said when watching it, that <laughs> whole explosion it looks like he's, it's the scene where he's just fucking jacking it on over the screen. Because it's just like explosions, everything, slow motion, Megan Fox running. It was like pure Michael Bay heaven. Um, obviously, he's got, he's got some new uh, characters. Obviously, Skids and Mudflap, great uh, new duo act, which start off as an ice cream truck, which is hilarious because of the fact that there's, they're one. They literally both can make this ice cream truck and there's like always bickering and whatnot, which is so funny. Um, obviously, so you got Wheeling now. Who's also voiced by SpongeBob, just like uh, Skids. Uh, it's my flap, one of them. Um, so that's got a, a funny character. Uh, there's a lot, obviously, delving more into like, the 
Cybertronian past on Earth with the fact the Fallen has been on the planet for a long ass time and the, the whole hate he has for Prime for the fact that the other Primes that also look like the Fallen, I might add, uh, betrayed him and that's why he's, you know, in the state he is. Uh, but yeah, obviously the only issues I really have is obviously the Fallen has been a weak ass bitch when he finally comes to Earth and the whole music situation we had with the whole Green Day and Linkin Park same song over and over again that's the only two issues I have other than those two issues I think it's a very enjoyable movie I'll uh, put the book somewhere Uh, I'll let you have a novel based on a junior novel because this was like when I was a kid which has the pictures in as well wow picture (laughs) book obviously I played the game of this. I played the Decepticon and the Autobot version of this game. That was related to this film. Prefer the Decepticon version. I'm more Decepticon guy. Um, but other than those, because I have nothing to do with this movie, I still think it's a very enjoyable movie and still lives up to the first one, in my opinion. I don't know why it got as much hate as it did, because obviously this is just like every other sequel that's down the line. This has got a lot of hate. But I don't think it deserves as much hate as it gets. Obviously, as I say, there is crespin moments, but you look past them, sit back, Shut that brain down. Enjoy Michael Bay Spunkfest, and you're gonna, you know, have a good time. Um, so again, I, I think I'm gonna give it an over eight. I think eight is the mark. I think the original trilogy sticks at before it, you know, drops off. Yeah, I agree. I think eight. It's not better than the, the previous one, but it's not worse. I think it's pretty much on the same level. So if we get the previous one eight, first one, then we should get the eight as well. I agree. Oh, and yeah, I I think as well. Like Megan Fox probably like she at her peak at this. Yeah, she's, like, she's a lot better in this one than she was in the first one. Yeah, a lot. She's a lot more of a serious character, and there's more weight to her character than just being pretty uh, girl. Just being someone who's like, lifting their car bonnet up and uh, having those, scan- those scandalous shots taken. Yeah, at least the scandalous shots here are more action-packed ones instead of just, yeah. like, doing it just because. And service. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I was, enjoying yeah. The, I was enjoying the Hayden turning into an Autobot, the robotic mm-hmm. voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> right, Alex. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good film. Uh, it's a pretty average, uh, like, from what I've seen so far. So, like, it's the same level as the previous film. I'm not saying it's an average film altogether. You're saying it's, uh, it's kept the same sort of level, is what you're saying? Yeah. Um, there was... I think this film was a bit better. It could have done with more parents. But, because I, I'd like... Like like you know, from my previous reviews on this, uh, this channel, uh, I like comedy. Um... So they could have done with a bit more of that, but I think it had a decent amount of uh, things. There was that one bit with the, the teleportation, which I think could have been explained a bit more. Um, so it would actually make a bit more sense in the continuity of the film. That's a good word for me today. Uh, and yeah, uh, I Alex, think it's pretty Alex's good. word of the day. <laughs> continuity. Continuity. <laughs> continuity. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was going to give it... Uh, 
7.5, but we can't do 0.5s on this channel. Uh, so 8. Because since it's a 0.5, it burns up. Because if it's 5 and above, it goes up. If it's 4 and below, it goes down. Because that's how rounding works. I found that you're attacking someone specifically. <laughs> They're not here to argue, so <laughs> it's like it's a free ball game. <laughs> it's a free ball game. Uh, okay, then, uh, Alex, you realise you've got to have, to have a word of the day every time you're on in there. Um... Yeah. <laughs> hey, your own uh, it, it's fine i've got alexa it's it can give me a free word okay so uh just like last week uh that gives transformers revenge of the fallen a chatter cave over a rating of eight eight out of ten um <laughs> uh, yeah okay so uh, onto our chatter cave mvp award and uh as pointed out by Hayden for the fact that he's a standout of this movie he was good in the first one but this is like his peak uh, the Chatscape MVP award goes to uh, Mojo. Simmons, played by John oh. Turturro, who obviously was the agent in the first one, but now he works for his mom, as I said in this one, because the, obviously there's, there's a lot more comedy moments for him in this, and obviously that whole, as you said, the moment when he actually cried in real life, it makes him obviously this be- even better character. He actually has a heart. Yeah. Like most celebrities. He's it, it, just a great character, and I think he has a lot of chemistry with her. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the other guy, the one who uh, he dragged out the toilet for the fact that he got tased, tased himself in the nuts. I thought him, yeah. those two had a lot of good chemistry. You always find, you do find that so far with these movies. There's always two that have really good chemistry with each other. Obviously, usually the robots have good chemistry or the parents, but in my opinion, it's these two this time around because obviously they're both sort of opposite. They're both the same type of character, but they're still both opposite ends of the line. Yeah. And I think there's, it, it, he's really he's good. He's aging skills in action. You can see why he became a that. Cool agent. But in the first film, he's, he's more like a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. But this one, he does seem a lot more like actually good at his job. Oh, yeah, yeah, he definitely deserves it. Heck yeah, for sure. We can't get the buff because no, yeah, he is, he he's not good in real life. So yeah, yeah. Yikers. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Move on then quickly to the runner, runner up. Or should I say runners up again? Because this week we again have two runners up. Uh, but this it's, time it's, it's not that. the parents. That, no. Though they were goodness for the fact that they actually went serious at one point. Oh, yeah. We thought, yeah. This, yeah, for the comedy reasons, these two deserve the runner up uh, bit. Because, you know, they bounce yeah. off each other really well. And that's obviously Skids and uh, Mudflap. I just realised in my notes I forgot to delete the first name of the mom. And it says Skids and Judy Mudflap. <laughs> I call it. I call. It, I, or I call them shits and piss facts. Uh, obviously, Skids is voiced by Tom Kenny and Mudflap's voiced by Reno Wilson. Obviously, Tom Kenny being SpongeBob. Um, mm-hmm. They just really bounce off each other really well. They're, they have obviously the fighting spirit at times, but they both literally are just like two idiot kids. And there's no, that no, one kids. scene when they're arguing, Bumby just picks them up and it's like yeets them across the frigging uh, yeah the wall. Strange the wall and yeets them outside. He's like their dad, basically, or their big brother's like, yeah, get the hell out of here. That is very good. And he, obviously, there's a whole emotional scene when obviously his mud flap gets sucked into the, the Devastator and Skids. He's like, oh no, he was so young, he's dead. No, he's like, oh no, he's not dead, he's there. <laughs> oh. And I just love the fact that I think, oh, I think it's Skids, he's got a little gold tooth. I don't know why he's got a gold tooth, but I just love the fact he's got this really, why bu- not? really buck gold <laughs> tooth. It's because they're supposed to be right next. 
That's the idea. Redneck ice cream man. The designed is face and nuts. Hayden, you know what award is next, don't you? Oh, yes, yeah, the Michael Bay Award. And as always, it always has to go to a Megan Fox scene. But specifically, it's one of the airstrike scenes. Because this, I say the second one, because it has, it has the most explosions you'll ever see in a Michael Bay film. But they're also in slow motion. And Megan Fox is in that scene slowly. Slow motion running, and as Tom pointed out before, you do see her boobies jiggling, and that is the most Michael Bay thing ever. I, th- I think it's the first shot you see a lot more of, like the first explosion, the Megatron attack. But the more explosions mm. are in the second one, the airstrike one. They, yeah, they drop hell on them. And the first, the first airstrike is more like a line yeah. of explosions, like behind them. But this one's so much more like a wide scaled, like. I think it is a wide shot of all the explosions yeah. while they're running. And then it obviously shifts focus <laughs> on to the individual characters of obviously Megan Fox and the Soldier and uh, Lennox. Yeah. And obviously these shifts focus then obviously onto uh, Sam. It's just like jump between focus rather than like full on focus. Yeah, I, I agree. That's definitely a worthy uh, recipient of that award this week. Um, okay, so my question of the day this week is would you like to have seen. Obviously, the falling get more screen time, a bit more building, and like being actual more threat rather than just like this big bad that just get instantly destroyed. I know Optimus is like his weakness, but I mean, he's still they still could have yeah. had him like put more of a fight than just like this. Literally, just got instant killed by Optimus. I agree, but you know, for I think for what they had, they're still pretty good. So, yes. so I think they sacrificed more of his building for obviously more character development than anything. And obviously, the more mm. focus on Optimus being dead, I think that's what they shifted more focus off onto. It would obviously. I, I do think out of all the sort of villains we've uh, we get to see throughout this franchise, though the Fallen is probably built up as the biggest, biggest threat. I do think he's the one that just gets his ass kicked the quickest. Obviously, Megatron oh, put up a fight in the first one, uh, and obviously the later ones, I'm pretty certain, do put up more of a fight than the Fallen does, <laughs> which is a shame. Oh, yeah. He's got a great voice actor, Tony Todd, who voices obviously Zoom in uh, The Flash. And he's also mm. iconically at Candyman. He's got a great voice actor. And he was al- almost Dormammu in Doctor Strange before they went, oh no, we don't want him to have the same voice as Zoom. Missed an opportunity there. Yeah. Missed an opportunity there. Um, so it is a shame that he didn't get more like vocal time, but, you know, they sacrificed it for a pretty worthier cause. Mm. I agree, yeah. It was, I think the reason why, like, he's supposed to be, like, this, like, big bad, but he wasn't, is that it's more of, like, his danger is his, like, knowledge and the fact that he basically is, he, he used to be in his prime, ironic, but it's more of he's now weakened and old, and they didn't mention her, like, all this time without, but Energon, wherever it is, yeah, he's, it does he's weaken made, you. made him a frail old man. So maybe he's a lot more frailer, and obviously as well, Prime, like Prime also, at that moment, he was basically buffed upon steroids. Big, uh, steroids. He's basically Hulk Hogan. Yeah. This is about the but even in that, even in that fight, he still managed to rip off one of 
Optimus's uh, jet engines. Yeah. There's a bit of... There's still mm-hmm. a bit of stake, but it's shown as, like, Prime is still... Optimus is still, dog. like, the stronger and... Yeah, top dog. Yeah. Or big boy. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it covers that. Um, so, you know, join us next week as uh, we continue on the Transformers. Because, you know, we're taking a look at Transformers Dark Side of the Moon. The last movie of the Shia LaBeouf trilogy. Before, you know, I, thought, got repl- I thought there was a movie called Dark Side of the Moon. Before he got replaced by Mark Wahlberg. Um, for reasons, for yes, reasons, and for plot reasons, sort of. It's obviously, you know, two colors of the coin here. There's only, there's only so many times the same guy can get attacked by giant robots and it won't get boring, but you know, he still gets boring even without him there. Um, but yeah, I've been your host, Drinking Thomas Shoes. That's been Hayden, that's been Geeky Bear Alex. I beat you to it. Haha, <laughs> go check him out. If you want. Um... <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry, I must have my phone on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hayden's over in Fatalow, as Alex pointed out. Um, yeah. yeah. Hang on. This, that's been a it's been Chat Cave podcast. And, uh, you know, you two. Let's you know, transform into TT Talk and roll out. JK, mm. if James can't get his own show, then Alex can't either. Bye bye. Hey. No!